On Sunday, January 29th, Cole Sports will present the event to end all events. The event that is most important to not miss. Cole Sports will proudly present the Delta Wars. Delta Wars. Delta Wars. Delta Wars. On ColeSports.com. Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to dig deep and delve deep and swim deep in the NFL Divisional Round Playoffs. The best round of football anywhere on earth is here, everybody. We're also going to put a wonderful subject on the further review, and we're going to award the Dota this week. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline, Atlanta. All right, Falcons Nation, rise up. This is your opportunity to prove to the rest of the United States that the Falcons are for real. They host the Seattle Seahawks, and of course, Falcon Hive are all about revenge in a week six game back in October up in Seattle, where a controversial non-pass interference penalty was not called in the 26 to 24 loss. Revenge now is had, and I knew all, I knew Falcons fan was wanting the Seahawks. And in that game, uh, even though Ryan was hit many times. He executed very well. What makes me think that he may not execute the same? Nothing. In fact, it may be even better because Earl Thomas is out. So the execution may be better. So it is a key for the Seattle Seahawks defensive front to put pressure on Matt Ryan as much as they can. The beauty of this matchup is what I'm talking about. The Seahawks defense versus the Falcons offense. How hard or how often will they blitz from the Seahawks? And how will the Falcons beat the blitz? There's your chess match within the chess match. But can the Seahawks exploit a rather pedestrian, rather average Falcons defense? That is the key. And since since a running game is becoming more and more apparent for the Seahawks, I can actually see that happening. I can see the Falcons score points. I'm seeing two different games that the Falcons played in the regular season where they'll put up the points. They just have a hard time finding a way to stop teams from putting up points on their end. I actually see the Seahawks advancing to the NFC Championship game with a very hard-fought, probably the highest-scoring game in the playoffs, probably thus far, high-scoring matchup. I really see I really see the Seahawks actually winning. And when I say high-scoring, I'm talking about maybe 65 points, that, that high-scoring. Dateline, Foxborough. I'll make this really short and simple. The Pages will win this game. Why do I say it? 
They're more balanced on offense. They're, I should say they're, they're, they, they execute a whole lot better on offense than the Texans do. And they're not, not all that bad on defense, but it's just difficult to stop Brady when he gets started. It just is. Plus, can Brock Osweiler actually execute an offense free of mistakes for a second week in a row? He did a great job this past Saturday. Now let's see if he can do it this Saturday. And it will be against a defense that's a little more stout. Against a defensive mind that probably is the greatest to ever step on the field in Bill Belichick. Who actually devises, def- devises defenses to curtail and stop the one thing you want to do on offense. And the one thing that the Texas offense wants to do is stuff Lamar Miller with the ball about 30 times. That really is what the Texans offense wants to do. The second thing they want to do is go up top to DeAndre Hopkins. So if those two things are eliminated or at least curtailed or contained, the battle is not quite so rigorous for the Patriots. That's what's going to happen. I just don't see the Texans, even though with their number one ranked defense, I don't see them really doing much damage. But hey, they made a good run. Dateline Arlington. Now, a lot of people say this is the game of the week. I disagree, but I do not disagree with the fact that this is going to be an actual great game. You have a hot, hot quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who has made no mistakes in the last eight weeks and throwing 22 touchdowns and zero, yes, zero, yes, zero interceptions against a Cowboys team, 13 and three, confident and physical on offense with a rookie quarterback that has won 11 in a row and a rookie running back that run, that won the rushing title. Whose offense is going to execute longer? The Packers want to control tempo. They don't necessarily have to control the clock. They want to control tempo. It would help if they had a running game, but Ty Montgomery being hurt and Lacey being out and Starks being out, it lends, to, lends itself to actual, actual problems. It lends itself to be a little easier to defend. And with Jordy Nelson out, it lends even easier defense of them. But of course, this is Aaron Rodgers, and he has a plethora of weapons. Rodgers. Cobb, Adams, and even those emerging like Allison. So the Packers can execute. The question is, can on the other end, can they stop the Cowboys from executing? And what they want to do is control the clock and beat you down. Now, when it comes to January, the most effective thing to do is to run the ball and be physical. The more physical team normally wins. And unfortunately on this, on this ledger, the more physical teams, the Cowboys. So for that reason and that reason alone, as entertaining as this game is going to be, the Aaron Rodgers train stops in Arlington and the Cowboys will advance to the NFC championship and they'll host who I believe is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Dateline Kansas City. In a game that was supposed to 
start Sunday afternoon. Now it's going to start Sunday night because of inclement weather and an ice storm that is due to hit over the weekend. But with that aside, we're still going to be lacing them up and putting them on the gridiron. The Pittsburgh Steelers roll into town and they play the last divisional round game against the AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. This to me is the game of the weekend and how I propose that they actually get the slot where the game of the weekend normally would fall. You have explosion versus efficiency. You have a big three versus a dynamic one. You have a quarterback that is willing to take risks versus a quarterback that is willing to take no risks. With the Steelers, you have the most explosive unit not named the Atlanta Falcons. But to me, the best defense, the best offensive unit, including the Atlanta Falcons, because you have when you have Ben Roethlisberger, who is healthy, and he's dinged up a little bit. When you have Antonio Brown, who gets going. And when you have Le'Veon Bell, who, oh my gosh, the way he stutters and starts and stops and hits holes, the patience that he has is absolutely wonderful. And I see a little bit of that in Zeke Elliott, but Le'Veon is is refined it. Those three bring a talented offensive unit with an offensive line that for once is actually healthy into this party in Arrowhead against a stout offensive line themselves in the Chiefs, a decent running game, running game by committee, a stud tight end in Travis Kelsey, and an efficient quarterback in Alex Smith. Here's the problem. I have seen many Kansas City Chiefs teams in the playoffs do well in the regular season, but when it time when time comes in January, they get so conservative that they just simply cannot execute. Those are the types of things that I think about when I talk about the Chiefs. To be efficient is great and to be conservative is wonderful, but you can't be conservative to a fault. Now I'll say this is what they have going for them. One, Tyreek Hill, the equalizer, the guy who just from out of nowhere can score six on you in a snap of a finger. He is the key in this game. If if they can utilize him enough in big explosive plays, the Chiefs could win. I don't think they can. So this is why I'm going to championship games. In the NFC, I have the Cowboys hosting the Seahawks. In the NFC, I have the Patriots hosting the Steelers. Now let's enjoy these games, shall we? When I come back, we're going to put a subject that I've been wanting to do for a long time in this show. Put it again under further review. And yes, I did say again. But immediately following this break, it is the Dolt of the Week. Here's a question for you. Who is your GOAT? You know what I mean. The greatest quarterbacks of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Joe Montana? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these that I've just mentioned? Well, find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, for free right now on ColdSports.com. I said for free. 
Why You Going Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history on ColeSports.com. So what are you waiting for? Go get it! Are you looking for the quintessential tool to tap within the champion within you? What if I were to tell you I actually have that tool for you? I do have that tool and I can direct you right to it. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition. Come along with this journey as you get to see one athlete after another model different aspects of what a champion does and what a champion is. And ultimately, you'll find out what a champion really is from his eyes. Cold Sports presents 10 scriptures that can change your life. The sports edition available on paperback and on Kindle at Amazon.com and ColdSports.com. Cold Sports available on social media outlets everywhere and Cold Sports with a Z. Dot com. And the deal. It is time once again for that favorite segment of mine called Dolt of the Week. <laughs> Man, wait, a basket. Oh, sorry. Dolt of the Week, sponsored by Nobody. But we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. Now I can give you a laundry list of people who deserve this honor. But only one definitely deserves it. So we're going to get right to it. The winner of this week's Dolt of the Week is... Former Bulls point guard and current Knicks point guard, Derek Rose. Now, this was a no-brainer. This one was not even close. This is why he won the award. So, Mr. Rose was supposed to be playing a game in New Orleans on Monday. But, whoa, he was nowhere to be found. What happened? Where did he go? Well, he was at the team facility the next day. But when pressed for the reason as to why he was gone, it was a family emergency. Teammate Joe Kim Noah said, quote, I mean, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I don't really know what the situation is. Obviously, Derek is one of our better players, and when he is not here, it is tough. But I am just happy that everything is okay with him. Close quote. Now, when asked if Rose is healthy and, and is it okay in, in light of his absence, Noah went over to say, quote, yeah, he's okay. I think it's a relief for all of us. Close quote. Now, there's a rumor out there saying that he and the Knicks coach, Jeff Hornacek, is at odds. And that also might be fueling the reason as to why Rose decided to no-call and no-show a game. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, VIPs. Hit me up if you disagree with me. 
But if you all were to do a no call, no show, what would be the next step your employer would do with you? Would it be to A, excuse your behavior? B, say, oh, well, he'll be back. He'll rejoin the team or he'll rejoin the, rejoin the, the, the people. Or C, put you out on your keister. I think we know the answer to that. But wait, it gets worse. So, and although this happened, this had to be a, a Nick insider leaking this information. Word gets out that Rose demands a five year, $150 million contract when the next time he gets to negotiate his contract comes up. I already know why he even thinks he can draw that number. You know how it's going to be. Say, man, say, man, look, I deserve that. Man, I break ankles out here. Hey, look, what that point guard name in 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 Memphis? That 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 little yeah that, that yeah him him yeah Mike Conley yeah 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 yeah. That make five year one hundred fifty three million. I know I break his ankles on a daily if I got a chance to play him. He ain't nothing compared to me. I can rise up on that fool. Yeah, man. Yeah, so if he can get five years, one hundred fifty-three, I can certainly get five years, one hundred fifty. I know I'm worth that. Look, D Rose, before your knees gave out, man, you were one of the most dynamic players I ever saw, and I I long for the 2011 version of you to return. But the current version that you are now is not worth five years, 153 million. And I don't even go so far as to say even Mike Conley is not worth that. But hey, he caught the circumstances right. He was leaving. The Grizzlies wanted him, Grizzlies wanted him there. And they wanted to make an emphatic statement saying that we really do want you, really do love you. So they broke off the love for him. You, on the other hand, cannot say the same because you didn't want to really be with the, with the Bulls after a while. And you're showing that you really don't want to be in New York either. So you can ask for that contract, but who really loves you enough to break you off that type of paper, man? Look, in your one year and going to Memphis, they should have taught you some. Oh, you didn't go to class. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, never mind with that one. Look, son, if you are employed somewhere, at least give them a text message, break them off a call, something, something to let them know that you are living, breathing, you're doing all right. To no call and no show them, that's whack, son. That's whack indeed. Ain't no more than needs to be said. When I come back, we're going to put this subject <sighs> that I've been wanting to do so for an entire year upon further review. From analysts, to journalists, to athletes, and to all sports personalities in between. Join us as you get an up-close and personal look at how things are behind the scenes of sports. Cold Sports presents Conversations. 
follow along with us as we get to ask the questions that you have always wanted to ask and you get the answers that you demand from the sports personalities themselves. Cold Sports presents conversations on ColdSports.com and other social media outlets. Do you want t-shirts? I know everyone wants t-shirts. Do you want jerseys? I know there's a few of you that do. Do you want varsity jackets? Yes, I even have that along with hats and scullies. And you know what? I'll even throw in a travel bag. Cold Sports has a store. That's right. The podcast that's taken the world by storm actually has merchandise. Come on in, browse, get something of quality and leave satisfied as you get to pump the brand that is taking over the podcast game. The Cold Sports Shopping Center is at coldsports.com and it is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Come on down to the Cold Sports Store right now. Coming up on the next episode of Cold Sports, we're going to review the NFL Divisional Round playoffs. We're also going to bring in a little more of other sporting events as well. And of course, we're going to put another worthy subject under further review. But that's for the episode to come. For this one right here, though, we're going to put this subject that I talked about last January upon further review. Quote, After much deliberation, I have made the decision to relocate the Chargers to Los Angeles beginning with the 2017 NFL season. San Diego has been our home for 56 years. It will always be a part of our identity. And my family and I have nothing but gratitude and appreciation for the support and passion our fans have shared with us over the years. But today we turn the page and begin an exciting new era as the Los Angeles Chargers. L.A. is a remarkable place. And while we played our first season there in 1960 and have had fans there ever since, our entire organization knows that we have a tremendous amount of work to do. We must earn the respect and support of L.A. football fans. We must get back to winning and we must make a meaningful contribution, not just on the field, but off the field as a leader and champion for the community. The Chargers are determined to fight for L.A. and we are excited to get started. Sincerely, Dean A. Spanos, owner, chairman of the board for the San Diego Char- for the Los Angeles Chargers. Close quote. That was, of course, the letter that was leaked to all of us dated January 12th, 2017. And of course, as you all know now, 
the L.A. Dodgers, I, I mean the L.A. Chargers, have relocated from San Diego to L.A. So, in the move to L.A., along with this letter that they unveiled to the public, they also unveiled the new logo, which basically looked like a Navy version of the L.A. Dodgers emblem. And, of course, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning took fun of them because the lightning bolt at the end of the L struck striking through the A. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. This looks too much like the Dodgers. Well, let, let's change it up. So we'll, we'll not go with the navy and the white. We'll go with the powder blue and the gold. That'll do it. The same L.A. insignia that looks like the Dodgers. Yeah, that's their new logo. Hmm. And in their rush to get out of San Diego, they relocate to Los Angeles and they will be playing their next home set of home games for the following two years at Dodgers Stadium. Chavez at Angel Stadium at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum at the Rose Bowl. Oh, man, that'll be They'll be at the venerable location and venue called the StubHub Center. StubHub Center. StubHub Center. StubHub Center. Yes, it's a beautiful stadium. It's out in Carson, and it seats 30,000 people. Yeah, never mind that we came from a stadium that seats twice that many. <laughs> we want to get out of that, that situation. We don't. We want to have... 60,000 people? No, we wanted that intimate high school feel. <sighs> See, your greed, Spanos, is making your team a laughing stock. What's even worse is that you're right. In the letter that you wrote, you know what you're fighting LA for? Last place. LA gives more of a care about the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Kings, the Ducks, and the Clippers. They care more about them than they do about you or the Rams. So basically, you've revealed your character, both you and Stan Kroenke. So, as you move into your new venture, as you move into your new era, understand that you are not going to own your destiny. No, you're going to be like how the Jets were in the mid-80s when they decided to move out of Shea Stadium they moved into Giants Stadium. Now... You clowns are going to be tenants in that wonderful, gorgeous palace that Stan Kroenke is partially paying for out in Hollywood Park in Inglewood. Yeah. In 2019, you basically are going to be renting your time in the NFL when all you had to do was get with the people in San Diego County and, and, and ask them, where could we have a new stadium? That's all you had to do, Spanos. That's all you had to do. Listen to the people. But no, you you had an agenda to push. You had to have your downtown space when the people were like, well, if you want a new stadium, you could build it where Qualcomm is. We've been happy going there for five and a half decades. It's no thing. But it was a thing to you. And this is what I was saying to Chargers fan. You see, with your ownership, it wasn't about making you guys happy. It wasn't about putting a winning product on the field. It was about getting money. And when it's about greed, you all never, ever enter into the equation.
If you happen to like this episode or any episode previous to this one, regular or special, why don't you come follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also come follow me on Facebook. It's Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. Make your voice heard. Come on down to the Cold Sports VIP room. That's also on Facebook. That's also Sports Again with a Z. To my Canadian friends, I got you. Sports with a Z. You can also follow me on any social media platforms like Stitcher, like SoundCloud, like Google Play, like iTunes, like Instagram, like Pinterest. Like, share, follow, comment. I love to hear what you have to say. Most importantly, follow me on ColdSports.com. ColdSports.com. That is ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And no matter what you do, with this, I just want you to do one simple thing, and that is enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is Ghost Ball. You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.